welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. You are very welcome. My name is Jo. I am a registered dietitian and I'm here to smash the taboo of binge eating. And this is episode three of the support series. This six-part series is made particularly for those of you who are supporting a loved one who is struggling with binge eating. Maybe you have had a family member or a friend reach out to you and say, this is something I am really struggling with. And I wouldn't be surprised if you have never heard of binge eating or if you didn't know where to start with helping them. This series is for you. So if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, please do go back. They are packed full of information to get you on your way. Behind every individual who is struggling with binge eating, there is a loved one who is growing concerned. You may have noticed that your loved one is becoming just a bit more grouchy lately, a bit more moody. You're never really too sure what mood you'll find them in. And you think that they have developed some unusual behaviors around food or some difficult attitudes around food that maybe you just don't know how to navigate. Maybe you don't know what to ask them, what to tell them. You want to be there. You want to be supportive, but you just don't know how. This series is for you. In today's episode, episode three of the support series, I am going to be offering very practical tips, advice, tangible steps that you can take to develop one particular skill that is going to be groundbreaking for you in supporting your loved one with binge eating. And hey, you can probably see from the title of this episode, the skill that I'm talking about is the skill of active listening. Right now, you are listening to this podcast, right? But are you actively listening? Are you sitting down? Do you have a pen and paper to take notes? Have you cut off all distractions around you so that you can just focus on taking in my words? No, don't worry. I wouldn't expect you to. I love listening to my podcasts when I'm out for a walk or cooking up something in the kitchen, or just doing some other mundane task that I need to have a little switch off from. And that's okay. It's okay to use podcasts or YouTube videos just as background noise. But the thing is, you can't adopt the same approach when you are listening to your loved one who is telling you about their struggles with binge eating. I think we can agree that you can't listen to your loved one who is telling you about their struggles with binge eating in the same way that you listen to a podcast, right? They are going to leave feeling ignored, feeling like you don't care about them and feeling more frustrated than ever. And why is this so important? Well, the thing is, binge eating is a taboo subject. It is possible that your loved one has never heard anybody in their lives talking about binge eating. They may have gotten to this point thinking that they are alone, that they are the only person going through this. Your loved one wants to feel understood. They want to feel heard. They want to feel like their troubles that they're experiencing with food matter and it's not all in their head and it's not because they're greedy or out of control around food. 
really good quality active listening is a therapy in itself. It is going to help your loved one feel more loved and more supported. It is an intervention all by itself. And what I'm going to share with you today is actually a resource that I created some time ago for healthcare professionals. Active listening is a skill. It is something that you can work on, that you can develop, that you can practice to get better. Unfortunately, in the healthcare space, healthcare professionals don't always practice active listening. And as a result, their patients can leave feeling like they haven't really been heard, like that they were just ignored for their entire consultation. So that's why I created this resource. And even though I created this with healthcare professionals in mind, I want to share it with you. I want you to have the up-to-date knowledge and information to hone your skill of listening. Because if you don't do anything else for your loved one with the binge eating, you can support them through listening. If you are somebody who is struggling with binge eating and you would like to work with me privately, then please don't hesitate. There is a link in the show notes where you can book a free 15-minute, no-obligation introduction And you can tell me your story, how you are being affected by binge eating, and I can tell you how I will help you to get on your way to a better relationship with food. And as I say in every episode, please don't take any healthcare advice from a podcast. This is just for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not a substitute for one-to-one professional support. And if you are listening to this as a loved one and you don't know much about eating disorders, Please keep in mind that this is geared towards somebody who is struggling with binge eating primarily. Eating disorders are a spectrum and some of the behaviors are seen across lots of diagnoses. But please just take care when interpreting this. If your loved one is struggling with an eating disorder that resembles a restrictive eating disorder such as anorexia nervosa. And one more thing, please take extra precaution if you are concerned about a child. I would always recommend seeking support from your GP and that goes especially for if your loved one is a minor. So please keep that in mind. All right, I have split this advice into two sections. Firstly, I am going to talk about just some general tips for harboring a good environment for active listening. And then secondly, I'm going to offer you five more tips on how to listen. And this sounds trivial to some, but there are real steps that you can take to improve your listening skill. So after the general advice, I'll share with you the five really practical steps to actually improve your listening skill. The first tip for building an environment that is conducive to active listening is to limit your distractions. This goes without saying, right? But as much as possible, please do pay attention to what is distracting you. First and foremost, think of the physical distractions. Is there lots of people around you? Are you in a really noisy space? At the very least, do try and get into an environment that is quiet and that, you know, you're going to be alone with this person for at least five, ten minutes so that you can really get into listening to them. Please resist the temptation to look at the clock, look at your watch or look at your phone while you're engaging in this process. And then also I want you to think of the internal distractions. Do you have a lot on your mind right now? Is now a good time for you to be listening about this? 
Have you just had a really busy, really taxing day at work and you just need some time to decompress before you can take on another person's problems? That is okay. Remember the analogy, put your own oxygen mask on first. Look after yourself first so then you can look after your loved one. The second general tip is I want you to know going into this that you are not expected to have the answers. Your loved one doesn't want you to have the answers. All they want you to do is to listen to them, to make them feel understood and like they are not all on their own in this. Remember what I said, listening is an intervention all of its own. And I hope that that takes the pressure off you. You don't have to have the answers. You are not expected to. And actually, it will be more helpful if you don't try and offer any answers or any solutions in this process. And the third general tip before I get into the more focused advice is please do your best to resist jumping to conclusions. You would be surprised how often people with binge eating are told, just cut back and you will be fine. Just don't buy rubbish and you won't binge anymore. This is bad advice. I want you to resist the temptation to jump to the conclusion that you know how to fix this. You know what's happening here. You know what's wrong with them. Eating disorders are very complex and every individual has their own experience. Nobody is an expert in your loved one's eating disorder. I know it might seem clear what is going on with your loved one, but it is likely more complex, more complicated than that. So just do your best to not jump to any conclusions as to what is going on in their mind or what they're experiencing on a daily basis. You just don't know. And this is exactly why you have decided that you want to practice the skill of listening so that they feel open, they feel safe to talk to you and that they know that you are not just going to assume what is happening with them. So limit your distractions, both internal and external. Remember that you're not expected to have any answers and that's the way it should be. And lastly, don't jump to conclusions. Okay, so that was the basic advice for starting to think about active listening. Now let's get into five practical steps that you can do in the moment to show your loved one that you are actively listening to them. These tips begin with C-O-S-T-A and so make up the very handy mnemonic COSTA. So next time you are walking down the main street or the high street in Ireland or the UK and you walk by that coffee shop, why not check if you can still remember what the letters stand for? The letter C stands for checking. When you are starting to become an active listener, it's normal for misunderstanding to take place because you haven't interpreted right what the individual was saying. And this isn't necessarily your fault. This can happen because your loved one hasn't really given you the full story. They haven't given you the full picture. There's some gaps in there. You can avoid misunderstanding them by summarizing back to your loved one what they have said to you. And you can use the language that they have used back to them so they can really see that you have listened because you've used the same words that they have. You want to show your loved one that you're doing your best to understand what they are saying. So if you need to ask a couple of questions to clear something up, that's okay. So letter C is checking. 
Moving on, the second letter, letter O, stands for objectivity. It's vital that you remain objective when you are the active listener. It is normal to want to interpret what they're saying through the lens of your life, your knowledge, your experiences and your beliefs. For the most part, I really want you to put all that to one side. It's really important that your life experiences and your knowledge doesn't contaminate what they are saying. Active listening is about the individual. It's about your loved one. It's not about you. So remember to stay objective. Next up, letter S stands for signaling. When engaging in active listening, please show your loved one indications of listening, indications that their voice is being heard. You can do this by affirmative gestures such as nodding and occasional affirmative sounds to reassure them that you are taking on board this information. Just don't overdo it with the nods or the affirmative sounds. You know what I mean. So that is C-O-S. The letter T stands for training. Train your mind to stay in the present moment when you are engaging in listening. If you find that your mind is wandering and you just can't concentrate anymore, maybe it's time to bring the conversation to a close. But as much as possible, try to bring your mind back and focus on the words that they are saying. Give them your utmost attention. And lastly, the letter A stands for avoid interrupting. Interrupting is what's known as a listening stopper. You may be tempted to finish their sentences or make a point on your loved one's behalf. It goes back to what I spoke about, about not jumping to conclusions. Please avoid interrupting at all costs. Interrupting gives the impression that you don't have time for them, that you want them to hurry up, that you just want them to arrive at the point as quick as possible. Remember that good quality listening is an intervention all by itself. It's not about gathering information so that you can come up with some solution to help them through. No, it's because the act of them talking and feeling heard and feeling understood is really, really powerful. You are holding space for them by actively listening. You are showing them signs of empathy, of respect, and that their concerns with binge eating or another disordered eating behavior deserve to be heard because they do. To run through those points again, C is for checking. Check that you have interpreted them properly, that you haven't missed out any vital information and you can use questions to help you to achieve this. O is for objectivity. Remember, this is their experience, not yours. Put your beliefs to one side. S is for signaling. So use signals to show that you are listening, such as nodding or affirmative sounds. T is for training. Train your mind to stay in the present moment while you are engaging in active listening. And lastly, the letter A is for avoiding interruptions. All right, that brings me to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. This was a heavy episode. We covered a lot. 
please know that I am here for you if you are trying to support a loved one through binge eating. It is not easy. It can be very complicated to navigate and I do appreciate how challenging it can be. Just by listening to these episodes, you are doing a world of good. So on behalf of your loved one, thank you. If there's anything that you think that I should cover as part of this six-part series, please do let me know because I haven't completely finalized the remaining episodes. So do drop me an email, joe at antidietanswers.com. I would love to hear your suggestions. All right, I will see you in the next episode, but until then, please take care of yourself. (music) 